Thanks to Calm, the number one mental wellness app for supporting the Productivity Show. Improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. Go to calm.com slash TPS. For a limited time, get 40% off your Calm's premium subscription with hundreds of hours of programming, unlimited access to Calm's entire library, and new content is added every week. Hey there, this is Tan Fan, founder and CEO of Asian Efficiency, and welcome to The Productivity Show, a podcast on productivity where we believe that you should be able to get everything done without having to sacrifice your health, family, and things that matter to you. Today, I'm joined by someone other than my co-host, Brooks Duncan. Uh, we have a very special guest here today. Her name is Brittany Dixon of Brittany & Co. Uh, she's a podcaster, operations manager, and efficiency coach. And she helps highly driven visionary entrepreneurs implement day-to-day operations management, project management, systems, processes, and strategies to free up their time to do big things in their zone of genius. Brittany, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, you're you're a listener of the Productivity Show as well, and uh, you're already familiar with how we do things here. So to kick things off, we always like to start off with our top three favorite resources as of lately. And since you're the guest of honor, I'm going to give it to you today. Awesome. Thank you so much. Um, so the first one I'm going to start off with is actually a book that really kind of launched what I'm doing, and it had such a big impact. It's called Ordinary Superpowers by Mark Henson. But when I kind of started off in my entrepreneur journey, I was very hesitant to charge for what I did because I was like, this just comes really natural and really easy to me. So that book really allowed me to realize that I can charge for what I'm really good at because it is my superpower. So that would be one of my top resources. My second one would be Good Notes, the app for note taking. So I actually use this on my iPad and my Apple Pencil. Absolute game changer. It helps me keep all of my notes organized in one spot. I can find things. I can search for things. So super, super helpful in the day to day. And then my third one is going to be Mighty Networks. And this is actually a community based app. And I actually host my community there, but I'm also part of a couple other communities. And I just really love how it's not on social media. So it's kind of its own thing. And there's not as many distractions, but you can still interact and have that community feel. So I would say those are my top three right now. Amazing. We will uh, have all of them in the show notes here as well. So if you want to find links to everything that Brittany just mentioned, just go to our show notes. And uh, Brittany, for those who don't know who you are, and they should know who you are, tell us a little bit about who you are, what you're up to. Yeah, sure thing. So um, I actually live right outside of Columbus, Ohio in London, Ohio, but not the cool London where I get like the awesome accent or anything. Super small town. I'm a mom of twin girls, Kenna and Layla. Um, So they definitely keep me busy. And um, when I had them, you know, organizing and productivity was kind of a necessity and not a luxury kind of had to be that way when I had two little babies. I've got some dogs at home. So I'm a dog mom and I love baking and kind of photography on the side, just on a personal note. But from a business standpoint, I absolutely love productivity and efficiency. It is such a game changer. And I am really just on a mission to help entrepreneurs to be more productive and efficient in what they do so that we can create this ripple effect within the world because the more effective they can do their job, the more they can help other people. So just really raising the vibration of the planet in that way. But we do a lot with just productivity coaching in general, and then just backend systems and operations. So organizing your project management tools, your CRM, 
your client onboarding processes. So all the stuff that it takes to run a business that people don't really love doing. Yeah, I'm very familiar with a lot of those things. And uh, as I was doing my research on your approach to things, so one of the things I discovered that you like to talk about and specialize in is what you call the three P's of productivity. Can you uh, explain what that is? Absolutely. Okay. So the three P's of productivity is my end of day routine and how I really wrap things up at the end of my day. And it stands for process, plan, and prepare. So it really is just a system that I go through at the end of my day every day to make sure I'm being really proactive and not missing things, not letting things slip through the cracks. And how this came about was as I was in the very beginning stages of my business and wearing all the hats and doing everything, um, I didn't have a good end of day process. And what I found is I was coming into the next day, very scattered. I was forgetting things. Stuff was falling through the cracks. I was waking up in the middle of the night and like, oh my gosh, I forgot to send that to a client. So I was just very much in this like reactive stage. So really it was like, okay, how can I fix this? How can I go about creating some sort of routine or system that allows me to make sure I'm not forgetting things? So came up with the three P's of productivity. It really wasn't called that at the beginning. It was kind of just a process, but everybody loves framework. So turned it into that. Um, but it's essentially just the step-by-step that I go through daily. So can you maybe run us through an example of how this would typically look like for you on a, on a random day? For sure, for sure. It is pretty much the same for me. I mean, obviously I've kind of customized it to myself and my clients and students also customize it to themselves, but I'm basically going through and kind of like recalibrating and resetting for the next day. So uh, we all have tons of emails and digital files and just digital clutter coming in all day, every day. Stuff lands on our desktop and on our phones and screenshots. So uh, one of the biggest pieces of the end of day process is to clean that up and kind of reset that at the end of the day, instead of letting it go for weeks and weeks and then not being able to get through the clutter. So I'll clean off my desktop. I'll clean out my screenshots on my phone and really just kind of like reset everything back to zero, uh, file it away where it needs to go, things like that. One of the biggest pieces is the note taking piece because we all take so many notes throughout the day from client meetings and sales calls and whatever that looks like for you. And really going through those and anything that I starred as an action item making sure that gets put into my project management tool, um, anything that I need to schedule, making sure that it got on the calendar or any just general actions that need to happen, making sure that they don't just get lost in a notebook. So those are kind of the two biggest pieces is like the digital clutter piece and the notes and kind of really just processing that and making sure that I've kind of like wrapped my day up and I'm not thinking about what's still on my plate. Yeah, so when I think about systems, and if we can geek out about systems for a moment, I always, uh, I always like to think there's like three parts to it. There's like an on-ramp to a system, like something that initiates it, right? And then you have the process itself where it's doing something. And I think the third piece is what most people forget is kind of like the off-ramp. So yeah. if we take the idea of everything is a system, which is a very common concept in systems thinking, yep. you know, when we look at our day, kind of like how you kind of mentioned it, uh, you know, we start our day and we kind of plan in that sense, right? And prepare for that. And then we actually do our things that we need to do, whether it's the sales calls or client calls and so on. But what a lot of people forget is the off-ramp, as you kind of mentioned, towards the end of the day, where, hey, 
yes, I had this call, but I promise to do X, Y, and Z. I promise to send out an email or I promise yeah. to take action on something. And I think a lot of people forget that piece. Yeah, that's what I was seeing a lot in myself and then just in my clients as well was that we were just like going, 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 especially in the beginning stages of a business or a side hustle or whatever that looks like. But even in just a daily routine, right? Like if you're corporate or whatever that looks like, you are just doing stuff constantly and then you're just resetting and doing the same thing the next day. But if things got forgotten or didn't get wrapped up, then they're either going to get they're going to fall through the cracks or you're going to have to like circle back at some point and you just, you want to be way more proactive. So I was seeing it a lot in myself. So that's kind of why I put this routine into place because um, it was just the overwhelm. And I feel like once I put this in place, I was able to, I knew I had a thousand tasks on my list for the next day, but I, I knew that they were where they needed to be and I could like shut down. So even like the stress and the anxiety around work and business and whatever was able to kind of decrease as well. So you mentioned you have all these different things going on. So yeah. do you store this like in a note somewhere of like, this is step number one, step number two, like how do you remember to do all these things? So I actually have a calendar appointment inside my calendar. That's the three P's of productivity at the end of my day. Um, for me, that's about a 15 to 30 minute process, depending on how busy my day was, especially getting started with a routine like this. It might take you a little bit longer to kind of get in the flow, uh, but I actually just put it in the notes of that. And um, it's kind of just natural for me at this point. But when I first started, I wanted to kind of make sure that I hit all of those points and went through that whole process. So calendar appointments, so you don't have to even think about it anymore. It's, it's all there. 100%. I just put on repeat Monday through Friday. <laughs> Love it. That's a that's a great way to make sure a system is in place. It's automated in many ways too. Uh, so if we had to flip it around, you have a process for at the end of the day. Do you have like a process or system to starting your day? Yeah. So there's actually two more pieces to that. So that was just the first piece. And um, a, a lot of people, I'm glad you said that because a lot of people do this, this part at the beginning of the day. And I found that planning and preparing at the end of the day actually helped with my next day a lot better. So second step to the three P's is to plan. Um, so that really is to open up your calendar, open up your task list, and really just map out your entire next day the night before. This was a game changer for me, especially being a mom. I would sometimes wake up with the kids or things were late or they were sick. And if I didn't have things ready to go, I couldn't hit the ground running once I got them where they needed to be or even just life in general, right? Like stuff happens and we're busy. But when I planned the day the night before, I had a roadmap ready to go before I even got to my desk. So that was huge for me. So at the end of the day, after I kind of clean up and recalibrate, I'll go through my calendar and my task list and like map out exactly what's gonna happen. Um, now, as a business owner and a mom, that doesn't always happen how it's planned, right? <laughs> but at least I have like a structure and a framework to make that happen as soon as I sit down the next day. Speaking of kids, uh, I know a lot of people who are listening are parents and they have kids and uh, I'm sure what has happened to you many times as you kind of hinted at is stuff gets derailed like you have a plan you're thinking that this is going to get done and execute it but then stuff comes up right what do you do when that happens 
I think when you take the time to plan, especially the night before, because you're so much more proactive than reactive, you actually have a lot more space, even though it seems like you have more structure because you know, and you're kind of checking in at the end of every day, like what the next day looks like, you know, where you have wiggle room versus not, or you know, where things like have to be done versus it could get pushed off. So I think by sitting down and planning the night before, it really just gives you a lot more space and flexibility to know kind of where you have that wiggle room and can kind of shift things. So when I started doing that, it was such a big game changer because stuff would happen, right? Like, especially in the winter time. So I'm in the Midwest and we get tons of snow all the time, right? So the kids have a two hour delay and I started my day at nine o'clock, right? But then they don't go to school until 10. So I have to like shimmy everything, but I think because I've laid out that plan, I can shimmy it a lot better than if I didn't have that plan in place ahead of time. And have you noticed your system or your overall approach to productivity has changed as your kids aged? So when I started the business originally, I actually organized houses. We didn't touch on that. So it was a completely different business model, that sort of thing. And I honestly, the three P's has kind of been a process for me for about five years now. And honestly, it hasn't changed a ton. I would say kind of some of those home systems and routines have obviously kind of um, grown with the kids because obviously now they're a little bit older, they can help with chores and things like that. But in general, kind of just productivity, I would say they... They're pretty much the same for the most part. Same principles. It's the new year, which means we've all got exercise on the brain. Either you are doing it or you feel you should be doing it. But what you really need to exercise is your brain. Resolve to strengthen your mind with a mindfulness practice. And just like a new gym routine, you may need a little help from a trainer. That's where calm comes in. We are partnering with Calm, the number one mental wellness app, to give you the tools that improve the way you feel. With Calm, you can clear your head with guided daily meditations, improve your focus with Calm's curated music tracks, and drift off to dreamland with Calm's imaginative sleep stories. And if you go to calm.com TPS, you'll get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming, and new content is added every week. I've been using Calm since 2018 as a paid subscriber, and one of my favorite features is the Daily Calm, which is a new 10-minute meditation track every single day. It's part of my morning routine and helps me get focused for the upcoming day. I recommend you give Calm a try and try their Daily Calm to feel more focused. For listeners of the show, Calm is offering a special limited-time promotion of 40% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash TPS. Go to calm.com slash TPS for 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library. That's calm.com slash TPS. Organizing homes. Okay. I did not know this. We, we got to dive into this. What, what is this? What were you doing? Yeah. So, um, and I actually organized events previous to that as an event planner and organizer. So I think it might just be in my blood at this point. <laughs> I was that like weird 16 year old with color coded binders and labels that everyone made fun of. So just kind of coming full circle. So I actually started off in event planning and organizing and found out very quickly that I love like logistics and the back end of it, but the front facing and weddings and 
families and like that just was not my jam. So (laughs) I worked for a corporate restaurant doing the event planning after that. And then I actually became an accidental entrepreneur because um, I didn't necessarily fit into that corporate box. And I like to push boundaries in what we did and how we made sales and these different types of things. And I actually got let go from my job. So I had a side hustle where I was organizing houses. The business was called Clutter Control. And I was just kind of doing it on the side for my twin moms because I was part of the twin mom community. And I was like, hey, I'm really good at organizing. Like, let me come organize your house because I know it's chaos and you have twins. So kind of a side hustle. And then when I got let go from my corporate job, I actually was like, all right, this plan B becomes a plan A now and quickly hired a business coach because I had no idea what I was doing or any business. And they kind of introduced me to this online space and productivity and systems. And it kind of went from there. So. So I think you have a very unique perspective on this then, uh, because one of the things I'm a big believer of is how our environment affects our performance. And to give you a really simple example, if you have a cluttered desk to start your day off with, it's very challenging to get focused. Just like if your place is a mess, I always tell people, if you come over and my place is a mess, that means my brain is a mess. Like there's something going on there and it's a reflection in the outer world here. So speak to that idea of the environment and impact on productivity, focus, performance, all that. So I'm actually also a minimalist. That actually came kind of after the organizing business. I just realized as Americans, we have so much stuff, like so much stuff and so much clutter that is very unneeded. And I was essentially charging people to go organize their stuff. And what I kind of shifted to and found was that the less stuff you have, the more you don't have to worry about organizing clutter and clearing clutter. But clutter is such a hindrance on productivity and just anxiety and stress. Like if my desk is a mess, I literally cannot function. If I have 700 tabs open on my computer, like I have to stop and recalibrate and completely shut it down. So I think your environment and the clutter around you is a huge factor in whether you're productive or not, for sure. I see that you also work from home. Uh, Any tips for like home office or making things a little bit more fun or like a cool background, like any, any home, work from home tips? Yeah. So I think you definitely have to have a dedicated space. Now I still can sometimes work from the couch or the kitchen table. I have that freedom and I do like doing that sometimes, but I do feel like if I'm at my desk and in my dedicated space that I'm a lot more productive and I feel more like I'm at work versus at home. I and mean, I like to have kind of those boundaries. I definitely like to, I've got a fun background behind my desk right now and it's got my branding and some books and fun stuff. So I definitely think you should make it kind of what fits your personality, but definitely having that dedicated space is a huge thing for working at home, whether you're at a corporate company or a business owner. Now I do work from a co-working space a few days a week. So I kind of bounce back and forth, but I've got you know, systems in place for that to make sure that I take everything that's needed when I move to the other office. So when it comes to like focusing at home, when you have the kids at home as well, uh, how, how do you manage all that? So 
I actually have always sent my kids to a sitter for the most part um, because I am a full-time business owner. So I know that I have to have dedicated business time, just like I have to have a dedicated workspace. So I think really just having these plans in place allows for some of that flexibility. So because I'm able to map out my week and my day and I'm able to map this all out in the way that I want it, I can build in that time to have time with the kids. So a lot of times during the summer, I'll take off Fridays so that we can go do fun activities, or we actually have an RV. We do a lot of weekend camping trips. So I'll take time on the calendar and block it off so that we're able to do that. So because I've got these systems in place and time block it on my calendar, it's a lot easier for me to have that balance but it has to go on the calendar. Like I've got to put that time in there. Um, now, does that always happen? No, sometimes the kids are homesick or they're home unexpectedly. And that's kind of when I just have to shift plans, get done what I can and move things to different days. But because I've got this like end of day process in place, it allows me to move things around as needed. It sounds like uh, the calendar is essential in your workflow. Um... So any calendar tips or how do you use it? Like what's what's the role of the calendar in your workflow? If it's not on my Google Calendar or in Asana in my project management tool, it most likely is not gonna happen. <laughs> so I've got my calendar, it's color coded. I've got anything in there for business is blue, personal is purple. I also have client time in there, which is a different color as well. And the calendar is crucial. Every single day I'm looking at it, I'm moving things around if needed, making sure that buffer time gets added in if I'm driving, time before and after meetings. So it really is the like puzzle and like the starting spot for everything because I, I have so much going on with kids and school and business. So it's a huge, huge piece. And I actually create an ideal schedule and kind of break it up into my BCO buckets. So works really well with my branding because it's Brittany and co, but um, I break my business down into business development, client services and operations, because those are kind of the three departments, if you will, that everyone has in a business. Even corporate businesses have those kind of three main areas. They're growing the business, they're servicing the customers or clients, or they're doing the back-end operations that help the business run. So I also kind of time block within those buckets as well. Ah, okay. Yeah. Especially when you're a small business, you wear a lot of different hats, right? So what I'm hearing from you is you kind of do that by allocating time on your calendar. And that's when you kind of change hats of what you're going to be doing and focusing on. I do. Yeah. Um, when I was in the beginning stages of my business, I was all over the place. I would be doing bookkeeping things and then I would move to client work and then I was doing marketing and social media and that task switching is a huge productivity killer. So I try to batch my tasks in those buckets. So if I have a lot of operation stuff, I try to do that all in one day. If I have a lot of client type of things, I have specific blocks that I use for client time. Uh, and I also have like a two hour block every day for business development, sales, prospecting, things like that. So when I kind of move to that, that type of time blocking versus time blocking very, very specific tasks on my calendar, I saw a huge shift because I think 
even if I was in the business development bucket on my calendar, you can switch between those tasks and you're not losing as much time or productivity. It's the same type of task. But if I'm going from bookkeeping to marketing, to client work, back to operations stuff, like those are kind of three different wavelengths that you have to think on. So I really try to kind of time block in that way versus like super specific time blocks on my calendar. I love how uh, detailed you are with uh, with your calendar. And it sounds like when you plan your stuff, you put stuff in your calendar, you map your ideal day and ideal week. Yeah. Yep. And one of the things I have always found very challenging is estimating how long something takes. So how, how do you do that? And if you underestimate, like what happens then? Just basic rule is that everything takes longer than it's supposed to. <laughs> So you should always add just extra buffer time to whatever you think it's going to be. But really it is just, I feel like managing your day and your calendar and your tasks is really just this like moving target that you always have to keep your eye on. So I actually have not found like a perfect way to estimate the amount of time and shimmy things around. But this end of day process that I use, it really does allow me to review what's gotten done and what still needs to get done. And then I can kind of move things in that way. So so um, I don't know if there is a perfect way to estimate how long things take because everything always takes longer than it's supposed to, for sure. Yeah, I think it's uh, very difficult to estimate to like even 30 minute or one hour increments, right? But we can always aim for something. And I just like the idea of, okay, if I set the intention that I'm going to be working on this at this time, yeah. that's better than not doing that at all, in my opinion. Absolutely. And then just knowing that if it's not done, making sure the time gets allocated the next day or whenever that needs to happen. So that's where this routine really, really helped because I was able to see what got done for the day, what didn't get done for the day. And then I could kind of move things around based on my calendar for sure. Earlier, you mentioned uh, Asana. So you have your calendar, you have Asana. Like, do they somehow work together? Like, do you copy stuff over from Asana to your calendar or how does that work? Um, so they don't necessarily, they can communicate, they can be integrated. I don't have it set up in that way just because I block in the BCO buckets. So I know that if I'm in the B bucket for business development, that I just need to look at my task list and find things that are tagged with business development that have due dates on them that are coming up. So I don't necessarily have them connected. You can connect them and integrate your Asana tasks into your Google calendar. If you like to work out of the calendar versus Asana. I've just found for me, it's easier to have a sauna open and just kind of knock tasks out when I'm in that time block. Gotcha. And so when it comes to other parts of your workflow, you have your calendar, a sauna, anything else that's there that we need to know or want to know? So I'm huge on just having a super organized digital workspace. And that for me and for most of my clients is like whatever browser you use. I'm a Google Chrome fan, which is really funny because I have like all Apple products for literally everything else. But <laughs> I love Google Chrome and really just setting up the bookmarks for all the different platforms and software that you use in the BCO buckets. I organize them into folders and then just making sure you have like a password app of some sort. My favorite's LastPass. But basically what I tell people is if I lost every device that I own today, could I log in somewhere and have access to my stuff, right? Digital files, email, different softwares, programs, passwords, all of that good stuff. And if the answer is no, you're going to lose productivity, right? Like if you lost every device and you can't have your stuff on another computer super quickly, you're going to lose time to get stuff done. So I've set my Google 
Chrome up in a way that if I were to sign in on someone else's computer on Google Chrome, I have everything. I have my Google Drive, my passwords on LastPass, all the different softwares that I use, the different tools that I use, and everything set up in a super, super organized way. So I would say like just your general digital workspace is huge. And I already touched on GoodNotes. Those are probably like the core four things that from a planning a productivity perspective help throughout my day. So it sounds like uh, what you really favor is cloud apps over individual apps on your devices. I do, yeah, because I feel like, again, if your device died, I can go and work somewhere else and have access to that. But I think they're a lot faster to work on, especially for my case scenario, right? If I'm working at a co-working space or I'm working at my house, if I leave files on my desktop and then I'm on my laptop and I don't have access to them, that project or task has to wait. So that's really where my end of day three Ps comes into play is that if I'm on my laptop one time I'm putting that stuff into my Google Drive on the cloud so that I have access to it different device the next day. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I definitely think now even more so uh, a lot of people who have multiple devices and are even sometimes cross platform to have Windows and Mac that becomes even more important. Absolutely. You've got to have some sort of system that you can have access to it from anywhere, because if you need to switch devices and work and you can't access things, that project gets pushed back and then it's a whole rescheduling and it's a productivity killer for sure. Just to uh, switch gears here a little bit. Uh, I know you've been studying productivity and I think it's fair to say that maybe in the beginning of the decade or so, it was very male dominated and a lot of productivity advice was very geared towards men. And over the years, I loved the fact that a lot more women have been entering the industry and teaching and coaching, but I'm sure you've seen a lot of productivity advice where you go, well, that works for you. Or, you know, Hey, I'm a woman that doesn't really apply to me. I'm kind of curious to hear about your perspective, what you've seen been working for you, not working for you and how things might be different. So from a female perspective, I would say that the productive industry is a very male dominated. It is starting to change that way. And honestly, I think it's a lot of mindset work. Just like I was talking about the Ordinary Superpowers book, I was, I've was i always been good at organizing. I organized my files when I was 16 with color-coded binders. I organized weddings and events, and I was always good at it, but I never like thought to even think that it could be something that I would be able to monetize, right? So I do think that there's a lot of just mindset and imposter syndrome that kind of comes up around that for sure. But I think in the male space too, a lot of times they're very much like, just get the things done. There's like no emotion tied to it. And on the female side of things, sometimes there is, right? So like when I'm creating things for my business and my programs and my students, there's a lot of emotions tied to that. And sometimes that can get in the way of productivity for sure, because I'm over here trying to make it like super perfect. So perfectionism comes into play. So I definitely see kind of just a difference in that as well. And then just from an energy perspective, I think that women, a lot of times we have a lot more going on with the kids and dinner and grocery shopping and caring for the house and things that sometimes that can cloud our productivity at work if we've got too much going on on that home side and we don't have systems in place for that. So I think just from an energy perspective, mindset perspective, there's just a lot of differences in males and females from a productivity side of things. 
It's something I've definitely noticed because uh, I've been doing this for, I don't know, over 10 years now. And uh, I've definitely seen our audience grow. And, and uh, it was in the beginning very male dominated. I would say like 90% was men. And nowadays it's about 50 50, which is amazing. And I started to first notice it around 2015, 2016, when I started getting emails from people saying, Hey, I love your material. Uh, I love the morning routine. I love the idea, but how does this work for me? Like it, I, it might take me an extra 30 minutes to get ready in a day. Like this doesn't really apply to me. Like how can you guys help me with this stuff? Uh, and I kind of started to notice very early on. So I've always wanted to have, you know, more women on the podcast and have different perspectives on it. Um, have you seen anything else kind of out there where you go, you know, I wish more women knew this. Yeah. I mean, you touched on the morning routine. That's huge because it does take us longer to get ready in the morning. Right. And that's something that I always, when looking at productivity, everyone's like, you have to get up at 5 a.m. club, right? And I knew for me that wouldn't work because I've got the kids and I have a small window after they go to bed that I can have time for myself. So I couldn't get up that early in the morning. So I always wanted that to work for me, but I felt like I had to like fit it into this box of getting up at five o'clock in the morning. (laughs) So that one was definitely huge because it does take us longer to get ready and everything else in the morning. So that was a big one. Yeah. I mean, I, I I would say just really, I think mindset, the kind of just male versus female kind of thing on that. I don't know that I've seen anything else really that I would say sticks out for me. Huge. Now, before we uh, wrap it up, uh, anyone that's listening here, uh, what's one thing or one productivity tip or strategy that you think everyone should know or do? Probably the three piece of productivity. <laughs> um, it, it is really just having routines because everything that I do and the way I'm able to get so much done is planning and recalibrating. So I create a plan, I execute the plan, and then when things need to shift, I'm recalibrating and pivoting. So like I said, it's, it's kind of that moving target, but I think as long as you are super, super intentional and knowing what you want and creating that plan by design, because I think a lot of us really just get into this like hustle and we just keep going and there's no real intention behind it. But when you know what those big picture goals are, your plans can aim towards those goals a lot more. So it really is, planning out exactly what you want and setting up the routines to make that happen. I love it. Uh, Brittany, for those who are listening, if they want to find out more about you, your company, your podcast, like what you're up to, uh, what are all the resources that they should check out? Absolutely. Um, so we hang out the most on Instagram. So Consulting is our handle. Um, you can just shoot me a DM. We can chat over there. I share all about productivity tips and then life and kids and all of that good stuff. And then the website where you can get the podcast and some other resources is processforprofit.co. And the favorite place that I hang out is in my Mighty Networks community. It's the productivity pod community. So it's hustletoflow.co forward slash community. Awesome. We'll have links to all of them in the show notes as well. Thank you so much, Brittany, for being here today and sharing your wisdom with everyone. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me.